Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. What makes a leader? Is it knowledge? Is it skills? Well, in part, but isn't it mostly about maturity? The further you go on in your life, the more you see that your problems persist not because you lack some skill or knowledge, but because you lack maturity. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Being an adult means never having to say, I have to. At the end of the last episode, I shared why this idea that you have to do anything is just one of the most commonly shared delusions. Delusion encouraged by the structures of capitalism, sure, but a delusion nonetheless. What does the alternative look like then? What does it look like to practice adulthood as a verb and embrace saying, I get to, instead of, I have to or I should? That's what we'll be exploring in this final piece of our dialectic on adulthood. If you want to keep going deeper on this subject and start applying these lessons, check out the Accountability Path 2.0 course, a class that's currently available at courses.clearandopen.com. And the 2020 Clear and Open Academic Year is, well, it's begun, actually, uh, with the fall course Money from Burden to Freedom. Of all the realms of business and personal management, money holds the greatest opportunity for change for a deceptively simple reason, because it's easy. Money is easier than marketing, sales, operations, customer service, and it's far easier than leadership and management. In fact, if you finished eighth grade, you have all the math skills you need to manage money. You need only the barest critical thinking skills, and you don't even need much time. Finance, quite simply, is one of the most rudimentary aspects of human existence. Then why are we so bad at it, right? People have problems with money for the same reasons they have issues with God, sex, and power. They have distorted beliefs and assumptions that cause them to behave irrationally and immaturely. Everyone begins with a messed up relationship with money. Everyone. Money, in its most basic form, is a symbol of value and nothing else. It's squeaky clean and far from being the root of any evil. But the wounded ego in us changes it. We project onto money our deepest insecurities and make a mess of it. I've wanted to do a course on money for a long time and it's finally happening. In fact, it's already begun. Money from Burden to Freedom began September 24th, 2020 at 11.15 a.m. Pacific time, but I can still sneak you in if you really want it, but you're going to have to really want it. The content of the course is practical, proven methods for managing money, which we will use to find your problematic relationships with it. In other words, I'm going to give you things to do, and when you have trouble, we're going to find out what's in the way on a psycho-spiritual level. For more information, please go to clearandopen.com slash money. Okay, thanks for listening. Let's start the show. It's so crazy how pervasive that is in our language and culture. Like I even uh, two days ago, I went frisbee golfing and I ask a group of small group of people who wanted to go and two of them was like, nah, I'd love to, but I got to work. I'm like, 
there I it is. Work. Like I, I just invited you. They didn't even, I didn't ask for a reason. I just said, Hey, we're going to go golfing. Do you want to go? Nope. I got to work. We just rolled off the tongue. Yep. Out of two or five people, 40% of the people, that was their first response. I love your analytics mind. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. In other words, and so what's going on there on some unconscious level, there is victimhood about work there. I, my choices are limited and I, my freedom is lacking because of this obligation dot, dot, dot that I chose to have. And then poof, the whole thing goes up in smoke. You see? That's not an adult statement. Now, that person may be uh, you know, a profoundly mature adult the other 99% of the time, but he wasn't in that moment. And that's a really high standard. And I would also offer about this that an adult is in a constant inquiry about how adult they're being. A teenager makes an assumption about their maturity and stops inquiring into it. An adult is constantly looking at how they're showing up and looking and seeing where they could do better. So it's another, another way in which it's not a noun. You're starting to get the sense of how dangerous the noun adult is. Congratulations, you're an adult. Relax. Go get a job. Grow no more. Who you are is perfect. You're done. It's like when you did get a degree. Or for me, a black belt, you know, you have all these ideas about, oh, when I get this degree, then I'll be, when I get that black belt, then I'll be, when I get that promotion, then I'll be. And we have this sense that we're going to get to this, whatever it is, happiness, fulfillment. But it, what it comes from is actually the relationship we have with our own maturity in one way, the attentiveness we have to that dynamic of growing up. Why is that? Well, because back to what I've said before, because life doesn't care about your happiness. Life cares about you growing up. Life cares about you adulting. Life cares about you cleansing the mechanisms of your perception. Can you see that? If you look, you can see that life is conspiring to help us become adults. And it doesn't reward you At age 21, congratulations, you're an adult. All of your challenges will go away. You're a perfect human being. And 21 is just the beginning. It's like knowing the alphabet. Now you're ready to make words. It's the barest of beginnings. And I would offer that until you've lost $50,000 or $100,000, until you've been through a breakup of a long-term relationship, until you've endured some real failure and real pain, there are certain levels of adulthood that are just not available to you. Because they forge us. Right? Like the chiseling out of, we talked about last time that Desmond has a poster of. So, well, we have just 10 more minutes. I want to refer back to the code, which is at clearandopen.com slash code. And talk about where some of this comes from. And, but first, in the context of accountability, because that's what this course is about, how does an adult relate to accountability? Or, if you prefer, how does a teenager relate to accountability? That's easier, isn't it? 
we know how teenagers relate to accountability. Yeah, I would say it's an embrace versus reject is how I see it. Yeah. Teenagers make excuses. But the gas station was closed, so I couldn't return the car with a full tank. But it's not fair. But I got all other A's in all these other classes. But, 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 but. They negotiate with reality and try to get their way and wriggle out of accountability. And the primary thing a a parent is having to do with teenagers is help them realize that their actions have consequences. And to the degree our parents did a good job with that, and they're all doing the best we can, the best they can, we grow up with a embracing of accountability to the degree that was left on the cutting room floor, so to speak, we grow up with a resistant relationship to accountability because it's usually a mix of both. Now, for the most part, because our authority figures when we're children are really quite poor at holding people accountable, we associate accountability with pain. We don't experience that it's in our best interest, right? Uh, I never experienced, uh, you know, not doing my homework. You experienced getting shamed in the room. Uh, you experience humiliation. But I have a, a young friend of mine who I was a mentor to when he was a, a teenager, and he got caught cheating in a charter school he was in, charter high school. And the way they held him accountable was they met with him and the person he copied a paper from, and they had a dialogue about how does this hurt you? That was the method of accountability. Any of you have ever experienced anything like that as a kid? I didn't. That's how rare it is. If you did, that's wonderful. Because what that creates is responsibility and like, oh, I did this to myself. Here are the consequences. And again, it utilizes self-interest. So an adult embraces accountability. They may cringe a little bit and go, oh, crap, this is painful. But they also know that that pain is in their best interest because they know pain is the primary way we learn. And that's something only an adult gets. Go ahead. When it comes to that, you're talking about the adult takes that accountability and the teenager cringes from it. Do you think that adults? Adults can cringe too, but they accept it as well, oh. I would say. But they accept it, yeah. But do you think that the, the career placement and where people are at in their job scope and careers is basically solely based on that mindset of the teenage and adult? Because you have some people that are still 40, work, sorry, that are 40 working just a job, so to speak, that still make the excuses. Well, the gas station was closed on the way home, so I didn't put gas in it. Oh, the the store was too lined up, too busy. And that directly correlates to where they are in position with their career. I agree. Yeah. Shazam. <laughs> because uh, <laughs> there's a fly, there's a fly. I know, but it worked it worked beautifully anyway. Uh, yeah, I agree. So the the governing dynamic of I would argue um, professional growth is personal maturation. That's what clear and open is all about. Personal growth in a professional context. What makes a leader? Is it knowledge? Is it skills? Well, in part, 
but isn't it mostly about maturity? This is what people are looking for when they're looking to promote. And the further you go on in your life, the more you see that your problems persist not because you lack some skill or knowledge, but because you lack maturity. But if you've already decided you're an adult, you can not see this. You see? Life is constantly holding up a mirror saying, you're not yet as mature as you could be. You're not yet as mature as you could be. So if you have an unconscious story that says, I'm plenty mature, then you're going to misdiagnose every bit of pain in your life as being about something that it's not. Right? So I, I know everybody's so uh, entertained by my stories of my dating life because it's, uh, you know, who doesn't like that? So I yet again misjudged a person and the romantic interest I had that spanned over the last six weeks or so uh, uh, has ended because she wasn't as mature as I thought she was. And so I could look at this and be like, oh, there's so few you know, beautiful, intelligent women out there, or Maui is so crappy for dating, or any other excuse or outer direction. <clears throat> or I'm so advanced, so few people could match me, you know, blah, 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 all that crap, all those excuses. Instead of looking at it, it's like, okay, well, what is life teaching me? There must be something that needs to change in me because obviously I'm not yet ready. What is that? Well, I have some ideas about that, but I can't be sure. So I go back to the drawing board and keep working on myself. How is it that I'm keeping people away? <clears throat> what is my own resistance to joy? Is there aspects of my marriage from five years ago that's not yet completely digested? Whatever, it could be anything, right? But I'm looking here. That's what an adult does. They don't just scheme to try to get a different outcome without changing the inside with an assumption that they're already grown up. I'm more grown up than 99.9% .9 of the population, but I catch myself in immaturity every hour of every day because that's what maturity is. You see, it's the willingness to look and the willingness to, it's the same thing with the responsibility. You become responsible by looking at where you're irresponsible. You ever had the experience where you call someone on an irresponsibility and they go, well, I'm a responsible person, right? You know that experience? I'm a responsible person. You can't tell me that. I have integrity. You know, if you call them on a lie or something, well, I'm sure you do, but not about this thing. You know, that's the self-image. That's the noun that's saying... They're saying, well, I've decided a long time ago that I'm a mature individual, so I can't take in this information because it threatens my story about myself. That's what they're saying. But who would you be without that story? Who would you be? And then it starts to get kind of, if you really feel that, who would you be without your story about who you are? If you really feel into that question and you start to get a little nauseated and dizzy, then you're actually taking that question in. Because that's, what's, that's what actually is the truth. Because whatever you say about yourself, the opposite is also sometimes true, isn't it? You may be noble, other times you're cowardly. You may be, have great attention to detail, other times you're sloppy. But that brings in a whole meditation thing. I don't want to go down that road. So the, the idea behind the code at clearandopen.com slash code 
And the virtues, which is at clearandopen.com slash virtues, is that these are objective standards offered as this is what an adult does. Really basic stuff, like some of the most basic and tangible, like an adult does what they say they're going to do. An adult is on time. An adult doesn't make excuses, or if they do, they look underneath them. These kinds of things. And in a society that is now at the peak level of subjectivism, where the individual experience is far often too honored when it's not part of reality, I, would, I understand why many people would cringe at an objective set of standards. But it's a, I think it's important to understand that before the Renaissance, this is how people lived. They chose a set of standards and then attempted to live according to them. Now, you could argue whether those standards were you know, intelligent or conscious or mature or not, but there were an objective set of standards. The Ten Commandments is an objective set of standards, right? This is how you should live. But notice in our society how we've swung past that. And there's plenty of problems with objective set of standards because if they're an objective set of standards, of course, they better get, you better get them right if you're going to dedicate your life to them, right? And uh, it becomes the root of judgment and persecution and war. You know, well, my objective set of standards about God are better than your objective set of standards, so we should fight about that, which would what? Prove who's right? I mean, you realize how many people have been killed in our world because of that? That exact thing? It's absurd. So we as a society started to see, okay, well, that clinging to objective standards sort of causes a lot of mischief. We better start to let go and honor more the individual perspective. And that's what all the Renaissance philosophy was about. That's what psychology is about. But now we've gone too far. Now we've gone too far. And we have a president who makes reality stuff up every day and calls performing an article of impeachment a perfect conversation and most recently referred to his unmatched wisdom. <laughs> oh, man, it's better than television, isn't it? So to me, the, the Trump is, is not the problem at all. He's just a precipitate in the soup we're all in of extreme subjectivism where people can think that they can live according to whatever subjective standards, believe whatever they want to believe because that's their individual right. Well, it is. You do have the right to believe whatever you believe and behave however you want to behave. You do, just like a teenager does because only a teenager would think that way. Because it, for a teenager, freedom is getting to do whatever they want, whenever they want. And the parent says, mm-hmm, you can try that. And here are the consequences. Because there is no escape from those consequences in this world. None. Can we continue a little bit maybe next week on the, the have to? I'm, I sat here for the last 10 minutes squirming trying to understand this. I, I don't know if I believe that I don't have to. And I know you tried explaining it. Uh, and there, there's a couple of situations, like right here, I have to because of this. And you have the option of not taking care of your children. I don't. And, and I would argue that what makes me an adult is I have integrity that I say, you know, I'm going to do what I say that I'm going to do. Uh, you also have the option to not do that, though. I don't. I, 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 don't, I don't believe that. No, you, you, you don't believe that. I understand that. So what I hear you saying is, I have deep values, which I respect, related to keeping my word and taking care of my dependents. And 
I choose to live according to those values. That's a choice that you make, a choice I deeply respect and honor and encourage. But you're making the choice to do that, which means you also have the choice to not do that. But if I chose that route, that would be selfishness. Yes, which you have the option to be, but choose not to. I don't feel I have that option because I get 12 years ago when I married my wife, I gave her my words that I would stand up for her. She just Mm -hmm. lost her job uh, six weeks ago. Oh, wow. So it's been a struggle. I love Uh, that you feel you don't have that option. That tells me how deeply you subscribe to your own values. I love that. But it does not mean that you don't have that option. I just, some reason, I can't bring myself to feel that I don't have that option. I just, I know. And this is great that you're bringing this up because there's a very specific reason why you don't, why you can't experience that. Do you know why? It's unique to you. I don't know. I, I don't know. It has to do with how your work ethic is tied up with over responsibility. You come from a should place. And it causes you to take on more responsibility than is yours. And that's part of why it's so difficult for you to delegate work, because you'll just fill a mediocrity vacuum and think that you're not a choice about it when you actually are. Well, my employees aren't doing their jobs. I got to jump in. No, you don't. You see? Mm -hmm. You think it's an expression of your um, highest values, and it is in one way, but it's a misguided expression. Because it's a short-term fix. It's like sugar. Develop the people below you by letting them fail and hold them accountable rather than shoring up their own mediocrity. You haven't experienced that that's a choice that you have, and yet it is. See what I mean? Mm -hmm. I love what just happened, Bill, because this is exactly what we can do here. Because anything that happens here that doesn't make sense to you or you're struggling with is going to be because of something like that. That's how you can learn here. That's how to engage here. That's how an adult, I would offer, would engage here. So good work, Bill. You, you know, I know what I bring is so, it's so radically coherent and sensical that what it does, I don't know how I do that. It just happens. But what that does is it flushes out incoherence, right? Because it's inarguable that adults are always at choice. So when you go, ah, but that's not what I experience, you will find something that is not coherent, something that is not adult, something that is not serving you there. That's the way dialectics work. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com review and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.